Welcome back to the Weights and Wine podcast. My name is Neta Veda. I am your host. You can find me on Instagram and TikTok at Neta, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. I feel like I should just pre-record that whole thing at the front and the, not the front, at the beginning and the end of the episode because I weirdly get so out of breath saying it, but I also just ate breakfast and chugged a bunch of tea because it's that season where everyone is sick. My mom has been sick, Gil's been sick, like everyone's sick, and I'm not trying to get sick. I saw on TikTok someone made, it's going to sound so gross, but bear with me. Someone finely chopped ginger, fresh ginger and garlic and like mixed it together and then added honey, turmeric, cinnamon, and black pepper until it became kind of like a mush, so to say. And they're like, you just swallow this when you're sick and like everything that you've been feeling while you're sick will go away. So I was pretty sick a few weeks ago and not pretty. I mean, like I was okay sick. Like I, it was fine. I wasn't like dying sick, but it was annoying sick. And I took a spoonful and I really think it did help. But I also was like at the tail end of getting sick, so I couldn't tell if it was all the NyQuil and all the tea I was drinking and all the soup broth and everything else I was taking or if it was just that. But I still have a bunch of it left because I only took like two spoonfuls because it is absolutely disgusting and it tastes like shit. But yeah, I mean, if you're feeling sick, maybe try that out. But here's the health advice that quite literally no one asked for, but I'm going to give you. This episode, though, I feel like is going to be pretty controversial. I don't know. I feel like I've said some controversial things in my days of recording this podcast because I will record and I'll edit it. I'm like, oh, maybe I should take that out. Maybe I shouldn't. But I don't like to really take things out because I feel like this is who I am, who I'm speaking, and there's going to be people that resonate with me. I mean, all the thousands of downloads I've gotten, obviously, you guys have resonated with something, So I appreciate you and I thank you for that. But yeah, I mean, this one really isn't going to be super controversial. It's just facts and it's something that people think they're doing, but they're actually doing wrong. So we are going to talk about why hit is shit. There are multiple explicit warnings. So don't say I didn't give you a fair warning about the language. Now, the thing is, is... There is a difference between true HIIT workouts and what people nowadays consider HIIT. And if you could see me, I am putting it in quotes because big, big difference. True HIIT workouts aren't shit. They're very beneficial for building your endurance. However, most people don't do true HIIT They just do something fast-paced and classified as HIT because it's high intensity. Now, the main difference between true HIT workouts is you cannot do them for so long, nor can you do them so frequently. If you are doing a true, true HIT workout, you literally need to rest your body for five minutes minimum. Maybe that part I don't know the science behind. But you need to rest your body for a significant amount of time before then jumping into the next set or moving on and doing something else. 
what true hit is, is literally going all out as much as you can. And I'm talking like pushing a car up a hill kind of thing and then resting. You're not doing like a million jumping jacks in one station and then your coach says next and you're going to the next station and you're doing 50 seconds of high knees. Like that's not what true hit is. True hit is like what I just explained. It's that all out giving every single piece of effort you have and then needing that two to five minute rest to allow your body to truly recoup and rest. It can't be a true hit workout and a true all out and a, wait, no, <laughs> I just mixed up all my notes. It can't be a hit workout without a true all out and a true recovery, which means going to that point of fatigue where you need a longer rest. Not just, oh, I rested for a second, I got a sip of water, I wiped my sweat off, now I'm good to go. Like, no. That's not what HIT is. And all these classes that promote HIT are, I don't want to say they're lying to you, but it is not a true, true HIT workout. So that's what a HIT workout is. It's going all out super hard for giving it your all and then resting. And all right, I think that wraps up this episode. I'm kidding. That's what the gist of it is. And Keep that in mind as we talk about what people think is hit and what it can be and just all the things hit related as we go on into this episode. But yeah, I just want to preface that. We will be talking about what hit stands for, what it actually involves, the science behind it, different types of workouts and all that fun stuff, all the science-y stuff that we love because we love a good rant and some anecdotes and also some science facts because that's balance. And that's the whole point of this podcast. It's a weights and wine. You can have your weights, you can have your wine, and it's all about balance. So let's talk about what HIT actually is. You guys know I love eating well-balanced meals while also enjoying fun foods. Eat Better Meals does just that. They are a healthy meal delivery service that brings fresh, healthy, fully cooked meals directly to your door without skimping on any flavor. They use fresh ingredients that are then portioned out depending on your goals. Plus, they have different meal plan options for you to choose from. Visit eatbettermeals.com to take the thinking out of healthy eating. Use code NETA25 at checkout for 25% off your first order. Plus, you can use code NETA10 for every purchase afterwards to receive 10% off your orders. Applicable to residents living in Nassau County and most of Queens and Suffolk County. So what exactly is HIT? HIT stands for, and the acronym is H-I-I-T, in case you didn't read it on this episode title, it stands for High Intensity Interval Training. What it is, is basically a training protocol alternating short periods of intensive or explosive anaerobic exercise with brief periods with brief recovery periods until the point of exhaustion. So in layman's terms, you're alternating between working super, super hard and then recovery. Working super, super hard until recovery. Short little bursts until you are done. HIT also incorporates typically several several rounds that alternate between several minutes of 
high intensity movements to signify to significantly increase the heart rate to at least 80% of one's maximum heart rate, followed by short periods of lower intensity movements. Again, it's short periods of super, super, super high intensity, followed by rest. Rest is necessary for your body to chill and adapt and recover, and then boom, go right back into your hit type of training. Now, as you can probably gauge, this is a type of endurance training. It's not for muscle building. You're not using big weights. You're not lifting super, super heavy because that's just not how you train. The best way to significantly build muscle is to really focus on lifting heavy and tempoed. And that's just a different type of training. If you're looking to build lean muscle, HIT is not the way to do it. HIT is really, well, the way like people do it in these days is like really just cardio based. It's like your Orange Theory classes, your F45, berries, things like that. Like pretty much any group boot camp fitness class. That's similar to a HIT style of a workout. Now, if you are looking to build strong, lean muscle, do the opposite of it. The best thing you can do to build strong, lean muscle is lifting heavy weights, resting, going back to lifting heavy weights and resting. Do you see that rest is such a key component in working out? Like resting is so, so important. And I've done, I feel like a few episodes now about the importance of sleep and rest and everything that goes into just relaxing your body and letting your body literally relax and chill and be calm because that's what your body needs and that's what helps it recover. But I digress. We're staying on HIT today. For HIT, there's different types of workouts and exercises. So if you have ever taken a group fitness class, such as a boot camp, a Barry's, Orange Theory, F45, um, Dog Pound, rumble boxing, things like that. That's all more endurance circuit style training type. So it's high intensity. The goal is to have you leaving sweaty. In some cases, like I know Orange Theory, you have the heart monitor on and you're looking to increase your heart rate. That's the intent of it. It's not to necessarily help you build super lean muscle. Again, just want to put that in there. It's definitely more cardio-esque, but again, that's why it's also better for endurance training if you are looking into that type of training. That's your go-to. Um, with HIT, there's different types of workouts and exercises. So there's a cardio HIT, which is typically about 30 seconds, and then it allows for a one to two minute of slow activity or recovery. So things you can think about with that are hill sprints. If you sprint up a hill, you're probably sprinting for maybe 30 seconds, if that and then you jog it or speed walk down. That's your recovery. It allows your heart rate to go down, allows your breathing to slow down, your body to rest for a little bit, and then boom, you're gonna go right back into that hill sprint and go up those hills. Higher intensity, use that one to two minute recovery down the hill to rest. Sprinting anywhere for that matter. If you're sprinting on a track, you sprint the 100 meter, you sprint the 200 meter, even if you sprint the 400 meter, which is one lap around the track, you're then going to rest and recover after that. If you're sprinting on a treadmill, same thing. Basically, any type of sprint will be a type of hit. Now, 
With that, it's that you're going super, super intense. It's not like you're just fucking around on the track and just like jogging. It's like if you're truly doing a hit style of training, you are sprinting your little heart out to the point where your feet are like the roadrunner. Like you can't even tell that they're on the ground. Like you are moving that fucking fast. And then that's what allows you to get that recovery. Because going back to the definition of hit, it's like when your heart rate is so super high, about 80% of your max heart rate. And then when you physically just can't go anymore after those few spurts, like it's, you're not going to be doing hill sprints for 30 minutes, you know, like it's short, it's quick, it's maybe 10 to 15. And then that's how you get it done. Staying on the topic of, of cardio, same thing with the rower. You are on the rower and you just go, 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 go. And then you rest. Resting doesn't necessarily have to be you not doing anything. On the rower, it could just be you slowing down your rate. So I personally do an Orange Theory class once a week. And sometimes when we're on the rower, they'll have a thing called an all-out, which is when you're basically going as fast as you can on the rower. And then if what follows is typically a period of recovery. So then the coach will say, all right, now rest. And then, or he doesn't say rest. <laughs> it's an all-out, then it's, or it's like a base, it's base. So base pace would be your lower pace. I don't know. I am not an orange theory coach, so I don't know the exact terminology, but that's basically what it is. Similarly with the assault bike, if you're on an assault bike at any type of class, you're going, you're going, you're going. When you get to your all out, you're maximizing as much effort you can out, and then you're slowing it down and you're allowing your body to recover. Same thing with the skier and basically any type of cardio machine there is. Now you can also do hit with weights. So this would be a combination of weights and cardiovascular training into one. No, you cannot build super lean muscle, but I mean, it's not terrible for you. If like this is the only thing you like doing, then I would just recommend doing it. I also am a lifting heavy weights, girly, tried and true. I truly believe that you have to be lifting heavy weights to make any sort of strong, long, um, long-term gains, but that's just me. With hit with weights, typically, and again, you will go lower weight than you would traditionally use. You cannot do these moves like squat thrusters, clean and press, kettlebell swings, power press, snatches, deadlift, rows, medicine ball slams. Like You cannot do these things with, let's say, a 500-pound barbell. You can't get through rounds of clean and presses if you're doing it with a 50 pound dumbbell. You can't do your kettlebell swings for this entire time if you're using a 100 pound kettlebell. And I'm talking about me. Like I'm not that big, so I can't really hold a lot of weight. I could do a kettlebell swing with a 100 pound weight maybe, but that would be my entire like one swing and then I'm out. That would be my entire set. With when you do hit with weights, you want to find a lower weight than you typically would. And if they're a good coach, like I'm only speaking from experience, but my Orange Theory coach every Friday is such a good coach that he will literally say, find a moderate weight to use. And then obviously you can go heavy if you need to, or you can go lighter if you need to, but you're not going to be doing your maximum weight on any of these movements. What it is, is similarly to the cardio, it's a burst of exercise for 30 to 40 seconds and then a one to two minute rest because after doing all of these moves with weight especially at such a high intensity you will need that rest 
And if you don't need that rest, then you didn't do a proper hit, which goes back to the title hit is shit because people are not doing this correctly in real life. And it's no one's fault. It's just like only the, I feel like the true, true advanced fitness people will actually know and understand how to train and coach hit. But um, yeah, that's that. Um, the last type of hit there's body weight hit, which is basically any body weight move you can do. Um, same exact type of timing: thirty to forty seconds, one to two minute rest, and then you're good to go for the next set. Things like push ups and push up variations. Burpees, jumping jacks, high knees, squat jacks, mountain climbers, tuck jumps, lunge jumps, box jumps, skaters, etc. Anything you can do with your body will be a move you can do. And yeah, that's the type of different workouts and exercises that we have for HIT. Now, just like with anything, there's obviously advantages and disadvantages. So as much as I shit on it, I do enjoy endurance style classes. I don't like personally doing it on my own at the gym. I feel like I look silly. And yes, I'm aware that no one is literally watching me at the gym, but well, except for Gil, but <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like I am not like confident in doing these at the gym. It's just like kind of awkward for me too, but there are some benefits. The main appeal that people think is that it can achieve similar fitness and health benefits in a shorter duration that includes period of rest because typically no one schedules rest in. When I train my clients, especially for an hour and I tell them to rest, it doesn't matter if they're my 13-year-old athletes or my 50-plus aged women that I train for strength training or any in between. No one wants to rest. Everyone wants to go the next move, the next move, the next move. And it's like, that's great, but... Everyone needs to rest at least for a certain amount of time. The good thing about HIT is that it purposely schedules in your rest. So take sprinting on a treadmill at Orange Theory, right? Like you're sprinting for those 30 seconds and then you have no choice but to walk. And if you jog, you're like a serious psychopath because who the fuck jogs after an all out on the tread at Orange Theory? Like I just don't understand. I was at a Barry's class this weekend, and again, same thing. You sprint for the 45 seconds, maybe a minute. I don't really remember. I kind of blacked out because it was 8 a.m. on a Sunday morning, and I was still half asleep. (laughs) But you sprint for a set amount of time, and then you walk. That's your period of rest. And yeah, people just don't take the rest, and they need to take the rest. So I'm glad that HIT actually includes it. Obviously, another benefit, we know it can improve your cardiovascular activity, Because of the fact that you are going, going, going at such a high intensity pace, it can be considered cardio as well, a cardio cell workout, and yeah, it improves athletic endurance for athletes. When you're a young athlete, you're on the, or even if you're an old athlete, I don't know, if you're an athlete in general, let's, let's stick with that. And you're on the field and you're constantly moving and then you train on the side working with workouts like HIT, it's just going to help you get stronger and faster on the field as well. Another great thing about HIT is it can be done anywhere at any time. I'll give you this one. Unlike, let's say, a full bodybuilder style gym workout where you have push day, pull day, legs twice a week, full body, you probably, I mean, you don't need a lot of equipment, but you're probably using cables, squat racks, landmines, things like that. 
And you obviously would need a gym to do it, whether it's in your garage or your home or your apartment or an actual gym that you go to. But with HIT, you can do it anywhere. Like you have so many um, options in terms of what am I saying? In terms of movements, you can do. You can do the body weight ones. You can go outside for a run, sprint. You can stay at home and do like a circuit with box jumps, push up, push ups, squat jacks. Or you could do a box jump on like a couch or something. Like you can do so many variations of it is the point. And you don't even have to go to class to do it. And you don't have to leave your room to do it. You can do a full workout in your room. I feel like that's not talked about enough. Anyway, (laughs) it also conditions your aerobic and anaerobic energy. So all that good stuff, the oxygen, the breathing, everything. You get it. You get it all done in that workout. It's There's varied workouts. No boredom. You can literally do any single type of workout with a hit style. And it's funny because for bodybuilding, which is what I'm comfortable with, and like I know for powerlifting, there's certain moves that you can do. Like for powerlifting, you your big three would be squats, presses, and deads. And then with CrossFit, it's a lot of um, snatches and cleans. And then with bodybuilding, it's a lot of the five big lifts. So squats, deadlifts, chest press, shoulder press, bent over rows. And yeah, you can do like other movements to accommodate the bigger ones and to help support the bigger ones. But at the end of the day, they're all kind of similar. It's a similar movement pattern. With HIT, you can pretty much do anything you need. And you can just make up a move and it could be considered a HIT workout. And you also need little to no equipment. I mean, even if you do use equipment like a track or something, it's you know, you don't need it. You can switch things up and make things fun and interesting. Now, there are disadvantages as well. The biggest one being an increased injury because typically athletes are focused on sweating or calorie burn, so form can suffer. And by athletes, I don't just mean your local track star or your 12-year-old cross player. I'm talking about anyone who's engaging in these activities. A lot of people just want to sweat. They think sweating means they're having a good workout. They think they need to bring the heart rate up for everything. And that's what they're focused on. While yes, you can sweat for a good workout. You don't necessarily have to sweat to have a good workout. But it's important to note that your form takes priority above everything. Once you have your form down, you can go as fast or as heavy as you want. I don't care. It's up to you. But just know that it's going to affect you negatively if your form is not on point. And if you have a good coach in one of these classes, they will fix your form for you and they'll give you pointers. But just keep that in mind. Your body also might not be able to fully recover when you're doing too much of HIT. So again, true definition of HIT is that you are going to your absolute max and then you're fucking done. Like you just cannot do anymore. If you're doing it constantly over and over again, it's too much. It's just too much. You need to chill. You need to have your body take a rest and then relax, recover, and come back in a few days. Speaking of this, it can also actually become addicting, which can lead to overtraining. When you are done with a workout and you have such like a post-workout high or like a post-workout glow, like a post-running glow, you just want to keep doing it over and over again because you feel so good. Yet, if you are doing this so often, like five to six times a week, 
That's a lot on your body. And this is going to lead to overtraining. Overtraining leads to being injured. And I mean, it just, your risk of injury increases so much. And also with the overtraining, it's going to lead to boredom so much sooner too, because you're just playing, you're all in at once and you're not letting your body recover. You're not taking time to enjoy the process. It's just too much. It's just way, way too much. So recommendation is probably no more than four sessions a week. That's pretty much all you need. Like people who take these workout classes seven days a week, it's mind blowing to me. I'm like, literally, what are you doing? Like, do you not have a life? Like what is going on here? (laughs) I'm confused. Similarly to that, high intensity can lead to burnout and demotivation to exercise. You are constantly working out and moving your body. Yes, you're burning calories, but you're going to be fucking exhausted. Like I'm exhausted after one of those types of classes. And if you're doing this constantly, your body is just going to plop and too much. So if you're interested in HIIT type of workouts or these classes, start slow. Everything in fitness and health should be slow. Start with maybe two workouts a week, bump it up to three, see how you're feeling for a few weeks and then increase. But if you can't, you like, you cannot do this every day. It's insane. Do not do this every day. And the last disadvantage of HIT is that it can cause dizziness depending on how much you have in your stomach beforehand. Since you're pretty much alternating between standing and sitting, highs and lows, on your back, on your feet, on your stomach, yada, yada. You need to have food and fuel in your body beforehand. And if you're someone who doesn't eat before they work out, then you should try and reevaluate when you work out, what time you wake up, maybe have like a small little snack beforehand because you need food to fuel your body, especially when you're doing these type of workouts. Now, if you don't eat before a lift, here's how I look at it. When I'm lifting, I'm resting too. And my lifting sessions are 45 to 70 minutes, depending on what I'm doing. And I have ample time in between to snack on a Rice Krispie treat, to drink a shake, to do something, right? When you're in these classes or if you're doing a HIIT workout, you don't have time to open up a Rice Krispie treat and start eating it. Like you have maybe a minute or two and then you're back at it. Like that's not enough time to open the Rice Krispie treat, chew it thoroughly, swallow it, and then go to work out. I don't know. I just think it's too much. But yeah, main line is that this is that you should always eat before you work out because food is fuel and we love our carbs, especially carbs for these type of workouts because carbs give your body energy. And if you're doing these type of workouts, simple carbs are going to be your best friend, aka your fruits. Not that I'm condoning candy, but if you're taking a class later in the night, maybe you have like a Rice Krispie treat or a little pack of Skittles or something to get your energy up because it's simple carbs and it's just going to give you a nice quick burst of energy. This must be a joke. Like, how am I out of time? Okay, we're going to rush through these next few segments. Um, biggest takeaway is that you need to understand that a high-intensity workout is different than a true hit. In a true hit, you physically need the two-minute rest because you're giving it your all. Hence why a true hit can only last five to I'm sorry, 10 to 15 minutes, or else your entire body is completely depleted from energy. Now, the quote-unquote hit on an Apple Watch or like the, like when you say your watch, like a high-intensity workout, is typically BS, as are like the HIT classes. It's just a gimmick that's used to lure people in and promote a sweaty workout, which again, if you're all for a sweaty workout, that's totally fine. But 
That's not what true hit is. And yeah, I mean, that's just what it is. Now, there's also ways to make hit accessible. Check your form first. Again, always, always, always your form takes priority over everything, especially when it comes to the big moves like squats, push-ups, deadlifts, even burpees. Like you can get injured doing pretty much anything if your form is not good. Start slow. Don't go all in at once. With everything, baby steps. Take the fucking baby steps. You're not going to get any fitter any quicker by going all in. You're going to do more damage to your body than good. So take your time. Pace yourself. And if you need to, do the same movements at a lower intensity. So for example, if you can't do a jump squat, do a box squat, do a regular squat, do a tempo, do it slower. Do distance-based running instead of sprints if you can't do sprints. Like, don't feel like you have to do a hit type of workout either because just like with anything, it's so like there's no rights or wrongs in the fitness industry. And if it's something you can't do, then don't do it. But on that note, I hope you found something helpful. I hope you now learn the difference between what a true hit is. And you can follow me on Instagram and social media at Netta, N-E-D-A underscore Veda, V-A-E-D-A. I hope you have a great week and I'll catch you next week.